a lot of attention was focused on when are they going to pause? When are they going to pivot? Obviously, all of that's gotten pushed out quite a bit. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics on Wednesday, September 20th, where we will dig into the Fed's meeting, which will be coming out in just about an hour at 2 p.m. Eastern, followed by a, another press conference from Jerome Powell, where Market eagerly awaits any of his comments on what is going to be the future path of interest rate hikes and largely expected to pause again today leaving rates at five and a quarter to five and a half percent. But we will dig into that as well as some of the silver and gold news that is going on. So that said, welcome on in. And let's take a quick look at the silver and gold charts where both metals rallying a little bit on the day. Silver up 32, 33 cents on the futures chart. Interesting where you see after everything that's happened this year, Silver about 50 cents lower than it began the year. So still hovering right around that $24 range, which in net, I would say, isn't the all-time worst thing given the way things have played out this year. Obviously, really since early last year when the Fed began raising interest rates, a lot of attention was focused on when are they going to pause? When are they going to pivot? Obviously, all of that's gotten pushed out quite a bit. And we've had rates continue to go higher, even through the banking crisis earlier this year that in the Fed, the Fed papered over with its bank term funding facility. Not entirely surprising. I don't think the issues have gone away, as we will also have some comments on out of the BIS, no less, uh, a little bit later in today's show. But even with the uh, rates going higher and still the possibility of another quarter point hike later this year. You know, we'll get a little more clarity on that out of the Fed, but with everything that's happened, still see silver down slightly on the year, although the gold price, interestingly enough, if we look back here on the 1st of January, trading about 1925, so gold up on the year, we've continued to see strong central bank buying, so while the pause or pivot has not been officially confirmed yet, it's something that the markets continue to expect. It's something that the Fed itself has continued to talk about through their summary of economic projections, of which we will get a new one at today's meeting release. So one of the things that I think is going to be a bit of a problem for the Fed as it goes forward, you can see here the price of oil elevated Crude oil at 90.56, Brent oil at 94.23. We began to see some of the impacts of that in the last round of inflation data that came out earlier this month, where we saw both the CPI and PPI come in higher than expected. And this is something I think is going to continue to be a problem for the Fed as it tries to bring inflation down, obviously, to be correct with our terminology here, inflation really the expansion of the currency with the resulting price increases being the effects, the effects of that inflation. But in either case, when we saw those numbers dropping quite a bit since last year, did have the much lower oil price, which helped out a lot in bringing those numbers down. But what happens now that oil is higher, we've seen production cuts from Saudi Arabia and Russia get extended towards the end of this year. No idea if that will be 
extended into next year, but some of the factors that are weighing on oil and of course, with the higher interest rates not making it easier on oil production, certainly not the ideal political climate for further oil growth either. So leaves the Fed in a difficult position where likely to see some of these inflation numbers start to tick back up, putting the Fed in a bit of a corner where does it continue to raise interest rates, put more pressure on the banking sector, or do we see the Fed pause and watch some of the CPI and PPI and PCE numbers continue to rise. My personal belief is that we will continue to see pressure on the banking sector as well as the markets as the impacts of all these previous hikes continue to be factored in. So will be interesting to see how the Fed navigates this going forward. Again, not really any easy answers at this solution at this stage of the game after a decade of 0% interest rate policies. Again, that's why so many people have been concerned about the effects of that because obviously when you start to undo that does not make for an easy environment to navigate. Taking a quick look here at the dollar index, you can see as of the time of this recording on late on Wednesday morning, dollar index down 38 cents, which has a lot to do with what we saw in gold and silver, where gold up 10 bucks again, silver up 33 cents on the morning. And one note I did want to pass along was something that I talked about with Vince Lancey on Monday's show, where we discussed the rising premiums on gold and silver in China. And sure enough, over the weekend, China did lift its temporary curbs on gold imports, which has brought that spread in. Spread between Shanghai Gold and London had hit a record of $121 per ounce last Thursday, narrowed down to $76 on Monday, even came in a bit lower than that. So and a lot of that caused by China in August had reduced and stopped granting quotas for international gold imports by the bank to ease a rush in purchases to hedge against a weaker domestic currency. And again, you can see in recent days, China has lifted temporary curbs on the gold imports. So as we talked about on Monday, one of the factors that could be the ultimate resolution to that and still seeing elevated premiums, but has come in a bit. So something that we will certainly keep an eye on in the coming weeks and months going forward on the show. And now coming back to the Fed, just taking a look at the probabilities of today's meeting, you can see Fed futures Pricing in 99% probability that there is no hike, certainly will not be a, a decrease today. Interesting to take a look further out in the probabilities where this has increased a bit. This bucket here, the 525 to 550, is the probability of a pause going forward, up to 71% in November, 60% in December. And here in this column to the right, shows the probabilities of seeing another interest rate hike, which has come in a little bit. Again, you can see that there are the cuts priced in for next year, something that has continuously been pushed back throughout the past year as the Fed has continued hiking more than was initially expected by the markets. But something that will be a big focus of today's meeting, especially as there is a new summary of economic projections released, and as you can see here in this uh, row on the bottom, here is the projected Fed funds rate for 2023. Back in the March version of this had been at 5.1% by June. That was up to 5.6%. Although the key feature here is that in 2024, this is again, not the market's interpretation or my interpretation, but the Fed itself 
suggesting that their estimates were for a 4.6% Fed funds rate, which of course would imply a 1% cut or 425 basis point cuts, which perhaps would be a bit more likely. And then going into 2025, bringing it down further, another, let's call it 1.25%, 1.2%, but perhaps five more quarter point cuts. Again, is this going to be as linear as perhaps many at the Fed suggest? Well, obviously, if we do run into more banking issues, that could skew things quite a bit. And something that I do think is likely to occur, obviously, uh, the impact of these increases still being felt with a lag taking time for impact to be fully priced in and digested by the market. So anyway, that will be one thing to look for during the announcement and the Fed press conference, what they say about some of these projections will also have a new set of projections for GDP, unemployment rate, and PCE inflation. And again, that will be coming your way in just a little bit at 2 p.m. Eastern today. So perhaps a little bit of a foreshadowing of some of the things that we might expect. Here's an interesting comment. Just yesterday, rates may have to go even higher in Canada as the August CPI comes in hot at 4% higher than expected. Similar to the U.S., shelter prices were up 6% August compared with a year earlier. And obviously, Canada also feeling the impact of the higher oil prices. So similar dynamics there as to what we're facing in the Fed. And turning over to some silver data, wanted to update you on the latest COT report, which came out last Friday and covered up to September 12th. And we saw more managed money shorting and banks covering shorts. Here in the managed money category, you can see they added 6,300 new short contracts, reduced their long positions by 6,400, bringing them long about 600 contracts at this point. And something that I like to always keep an eye on is the swap dealer categories, which shows what the banks are doing generally on the opposite half of that trade where you see they reduced their short position by 3,600 contracts, still leaving them about 3,000 contracts short. I would expect that to get lower before we might see a substantial increase in the silver price. Obviously, with today's move, which will not be included in this week's report because Tuesday is the cutoff line, probably some additional shorting by the banks as they sell contracts on the price move up. But call this slightly bullish neutral territory and something that always worth keeping an eye on because that has generally been one of the best indicators of what is happening to the price in the short term. Also, another thing worth keeping an eye on is the open interest, which we see on that last price rally got quite a bit higher, went from about 115,000 contracts up to 150,000 contracts has come in quite a bit currently at 125,000 in the open interest on silver. And again, I would call that slightly bullish to neutral in terms of what we're looking at there. And again, based off of the trading that happens around the Fed announcement, which generally is quite volatile in gold and silver, obviously in addition to the decent move up we've seen so far this morning, there's a potential for this open interest and the contract positioning on the COT report to change quite a bit. Fortunately, we do not get that data until next week, but either case, do see the open interest coming down here a little bit. Now, a note in terms of the banking, 
that wanted to pass along here. Here is some commentary from the BIS expressing their own concerns about what's going on in the banking sector. In fact, below here, you see Bob Michelle's comments from JP Morgan, which we touched on last week on the show, where he was concerned that we have not seen the end of these issues. And let's take a moment and hear what they're thinking inside the BIS. What we have seen so far in terms of uh, market uh, disruptions or market stress has been associated primarily with the materialization of interest rate risk. But the next leg that we, and the question is not so much whether it will take place, but how intense it's going to be, is the materialization of credit losses. And that's basically what's related to the credit cycle and the weakening in economic activity. And so at that point, the question is going to be uh, how resilient the overall financial system is going to be in order to absorb those losses and particularly how large and persistent those losses are going to be. So those are some of the dynamics that the Fed is going to be balancing as it tries to work its magic between continuing to bring inflation metrics down and avoiding the instability of the banking system. Again, one other note wanted to pass along here. Here you have the interest rates on deposits with Wells Fargo, 15 basis points, and some of the other banks, one basis point, five basis points, versus CDs at 5%, the money market rate elevated, Treasury bonds now a 10-year up at 4.3%, and they mentioned here deposits continue to flow out of banks at a historic pace with $1 trillion plus withdrawn over the last year. They must raise interest paid on deposits or capital will continue to leave and of course, pile on top of this that you have a lot of the commercial real estate loans being reset and continue to see stories about owners walking away from the building because the values are down so much. So they're just giving in the keys. We see some of these buildings selling at a fraction of the price that was initially paid and someone going to have to eat those losses. So those are the things weighing on the Fed as it continues its balancing act. So going to wrap up for here, because I know we have that meeting coming up in just a little bit, and I'm sure everyone is interested to hear Jerome Powell's press conference uh, just a little bit later after the policy announcement, although did want to mention that for anyone who is in the market for silver, Miles Franklin currently running a special on five ounce silver Nordic bars at $1.99 per ounce over spot price. And you can find out more about that by emailing Arcadia at milesfranklin.com if you're interested in taking advantage of that or have questions about anything that we're discussing on the show or the silver market in general. That's Arcadia at milesfranklin.com. So with that said, that's it for today. But enjoy the news out of the Fed and we'll be back here with you tomorrow.